This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. I'm very, very excited uh, for this week because I think I've reached ground zero in regards to um, my emotional state. Like, I don't feel as heavy. So now I can start improving. So I'm very, very grateful for that. You guys know that I've been um, struggling with that for some months now. But I think we're finally here at a point to where I am able to now uh, able to start healing. Um, the fog is beginning to clear a little bit. I've just been really, um, I've been really focused on breaking through to this point, uh, doing the best that I can not to focus on negative things, doing the, the best that I can to deal with whatever, whatever is, um, bothering me, um, isolating myself from things that I feel like, uh, have no value and or are attempting to uh, go against what I'm trying to accomplish within myself. And it's starting to pay off. I'm starting to feel somewhat better. Like I said, I don't feel as heavy anymore. The dreams, I, at this point, I feel like the dreams might be an indication of me getting back to normal because, like, it's just extreme, like, activity in the dreams like i'm telling you like it it goes from like movie type stuntman stuff to uh drowning to to robot like it's it's so much but even though it's creating restless nights i'm I'm gonna be honest i'd rather have i'd rather have uh that type of restless sleep than what i was having before of the dark feelings the um, emotional distress, just unable to just find uh, any type of peace. You know, it's, it's really hard when you're in those funks to to be able to just function properly and you 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 tend to just go with the flow. So I'm excited this week. Um, I'm not like I'm not 100 percent, but y'all know I, I take whatever I could get. I take the wins with the wins, the lo- uh, the losses with the losses. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I could get better sleep. Um, like none of them, like it's crazy because some of the medicines that I take are, is supposed to make me drowsy, but because my mind be racing a hundred on 10, I don't be able to, um, to stay asleep. So it's constant tossing and turning. Like I, I get up to, uh, four and then I have to uh, be up for work. So it's just like. It's it's difficult. Um, I don't know why all of a sudden, because because before, like I said, I would have these these heavy emotional feelings, right? And um, I would I just wouldn't be able to sleep. But when I fell asleep, it was not like it's very rare that I had dreams and or nightmares just in general, um, let alone things that I could remember. So now that it's it's a constant 
and it has been constant for the last few months. I've been trying to kind of remember um, things that I can write it down because it's going to make sense eventually. Like I just remember, you know, having certain dreams when I was little and not really understanding them. And then years later having that feeling like, oh my God, like I've been here before. And then remembering like that was something that I that I dreamed about. And it's not something that I dreamed about as in like, oh, I dreamed about winning a million dollars or hitting the numbers or whatever. And then it happened. But it's like actual things that I feel like I lived before. And I know that sounds a bit weird, but that used to scare me. And I don't think I ever, you know, said anything to anyone. For me, I just um, in my meditation, I just really tried to send energy out to block any type of dreams or nightmares because it was freaking me out. Um, yeah, it was freaking me out. I accept it now. So the goal is to write down what I can remember what I can and try to have discernment about what it is or what, uh, what it's going to be and just let it go. I feel like I'll get sleep properly when I'm supposed to. Uh, Y'all know I'm big on my journey is what it's meant to be. So I really just at this point, I'm really taking full control of that that process and understanding that I like sincerely have to accept the good with the good, the bad with the bad and be able to maneuver through it in the best way that will not take me off track. I really try to um, do things from a place of peace because of how my temper gets. And so until I can fully control that, I'd rather just not respond to a lot of things and or um, just stay away. You know, it's just sometimes that's sometimes that's easier you know, when you when you are young, your ego wants you to to respond and your, your ego wants you to be defensive and you want people to think that you're a good person. And um, so you do these things and you respond in a way and and in turn it makes you look bad. Like because a lot of times, you know, people say, oh, why are you so defensive? That makes you look guilty and stuff like that. And it's just like, no, I just really I, I really feel like I'm being wronged and or whatever. So. For me, I just uh, I, I've been just trying to go with the flow of things and trying to just understand why people behave the way that they they behave like I always say I try to pull my accountability out of it and you know see what I could have said or what I could have done different to make the situation be what it is or um or if I was genuinely giving my best then you know I I accept that and I allow that to be what it is but it's just it's difficult so I uh this week, I've really just been sincerely trying to center myself to a point to where if I am affected emotionally, if I'm affected mentally by something, I'm able to accept it and be able to uh, be able to process it within myself and try to gain understanding from it because everything is a lesson. 
everything is, is a lesson. Like I've accepted that in my life and it has allowed me to be very diligent in how I respond to like outwardly, but also how I deal with things myself. Right. Uh, when I respond in a way negatively, right. And this is something that I just like, it, it just, it hit me this week. Now that I am isolating myself from drama, from outside chaos and confusion, I'm able to focus better on my responses. I'm not surrounded by the chaos. I'm not surrounded by the confusion. So I'm able to see, I'm able to better have responses that fit my true reaction um, instead of it being a, you hurt me, so I'm going to hurt you or I got to hurt you more than you hurt me. These dreams that I'm that I'm having, I'm starting to understand that there's lessons in them. And I'm starting to see where I'm getting clarification on the isolation. A lot of people feel like Oh, you're a coward. You run away. You just block people out of your life and you don't talk to them no more. This, that and the other. And that's fine. It. OK, cool. Yeah. However, I have to do the best for my health, my mental, my uh, my energy. I do the best for me. I've done I've, I've so uh, for so long, like I've been the protector. So long. I just like it didn't matter how I felt. It didn't matter what was going on. I just stood in front of the bullet for everybody that, you know, that I cared for in in any in 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 any situation. And I'm not saying that in a sense of um, I'm not saying like I'm helping the world or anything like that. I just take my part in people's life very, very seriously. And. I'm I'm understanding that like this week I don't know why I don't know I don't know why this week the clarity started to come a little bit right but I accepted it like as difficult as I still feel as as emotional as I am I'm really doing my best at just allowing myself to feel what the emotion is in the moment and being honest, this week was lighter than the week before. This is the lightest emotional week that I've had. And so I'm recalling some of the dreams that I've been having in in, in a lot of them. It's been like ego checks. Because these are dreams that feel like. Like I'm like I'm there. Like I wake up sweating. I like I wake up tired. I wake up like if, if I had a dream about being stuck in a desert or something like that, I wake up, you know, my mouth is super dry. You know, if I wake up feeling like I was drowning in water, wake up, you know, soaking wet with sweat. Like it's like I'm living in those moments and I'm realizing their ego checks because I'm a person who I'll, I'll say it. Because I want to be there, but I know I have work. I have work uh, uh, 
I still have work to do to get there. But I always tell myself, I want to be here. I want to be here. And I'm talking about uh, not job wise, but life wise. So. I say it so often until I believe it. And then once I believe it. Things just start happening to test it. Right. Things really like be be coming against me to really test if I am who I say that I am. And that's one of the things that I've been saying for years is I want to be the man that I say that I am. And that's whatever, you know, that's, uh, you know, if I say that I'm a good father, I, I really strive to be a good father. If I say I'm a good friend, like I really strive to to do those things. I've really been trying to make isolation count for me. Right. Because it's not that I don't love my family. I don't love my friends. You know, the friends that I have. Um, I'm not really a people person outside of that. But for me, I have to isolate to get me together. I can't focus on. Who can help and who can't. Right. Because at this point. I don't have time to explain how to help if you don't know how to help. So in these dreams, I'm being challenged with with memories of bad times, memories of things that were said to me like and it feels so fresh in my in my dreams. Right. It feels so fresh. And I noticed that in my in my dreams, I'm like, I'll figure it out. If you all knew me. 10 years ago, you wouldn't understand me today because I'm always, whatever the bad thing is, I'm always ready for that. If it's fighting, if it's, if it's cussing, if it's whatever, I'm always for that. Me being who I am today, I had to work on that. I had to work on that. And it's it's always been this thing that, you know, I'm stubborn and I run away from this and I run away from that because I have an attitude. And I never realized why, like, I, I find comfort in being by myself. Well, I find comfort in being by myself without my brother, uh, except for my brother, Duck. When him and I are not flowing, that, that really affects me. And by flowing, I mean, like, because him and I normally talk every single day, whether it's text or call or or whatever. So when that's out of when that's out of sync, that really affects me. But outside of that, um, I'm comfortable with being by myself. I used to be defensive about why I was by myself. The goal for me is to not be defensive. And allow people to think and or assume whatever they want to. And these dreams are they're testing that because I'm being reminded of things that really hurt my feelings. I'm being reminded of things that were really detrimental to me in the time that it was happening in real time. And like normally I like I can wake myself up like I'll do something and, you know. I've been good at that my whole life, like I know a lot of people be like. I slept through the nightmare and blah, blah, blah. Like, I've been very good at like, ah, like, <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but able to wake myself up from these 
these type of nightmares and our dreams, right? But I notice it's no longer aggression when those moments happen in the dream, right? Because I keep saying I'm looking for peace. I keep saying it's necessary for me to isolate. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make nobody understand it anymore. Like from my perspective, like, and I'm talking about my personal right now, I'm talking about my personal isolation, not how I tell, like, like not how I suggest it for you. I'm speaking of my personal isolation. I'm no longer trying to defend it. I'm no longer, I don't have that feeling like, oh my God, I look away because I don't want to talk to certain people or I don't want to do certain things. Like I don't, I don't feel bad anymore. I used to want to make excuses when people said something about it, I used to get offended and, and want to respond aggressively and, well, fuck this then and da-da-da-da-da. Like, no. So as I'm being tested in my subconscious, I'm seeing that I'm, it's still a 50-50. It's still a 50-50. Because a lot of the times I'm able to say, like, in, uh, I'm able to say, all right, well, Whatever, this is what it is. You know, when I'm in those when I'm in those dreaming, uh when I'm in those dreams and I'm drowning, right? And you hear that, you know, you can't you can't do it alone. You need to call someone. Who are you gonna call? The thing is in my dream, nobody pops up. Right? And 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 so since no one like when I'm, when I'm having those battles in my dream and I'm being tested and that voice is like, who are you going to call? And that feeling like, who, who has your back? Who can come right now and save you? And nothing pops up that allows me to say, I got to pull it together and I have to fight. I have to fight. When I'm in when, when I'm when I'm in the, that nightmare of being in the desert and I have nothing and it's it's you have that like because when you are in 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 when you feel like it's over, everybody has that one person in the back of their mind that they feel like no matter what. They may not be able to save your life. They may not be able to bring you back, like bring you back to life. They may not be able to do anything other than let you know it's all right. They're, they don't even have to say nothing. Just them, just you knowing that they are there. You're okay. Well, whatever. You're okay if it's death. You're okay if it's loss. Uh, property. You're okay if it's loss of fight. Like you're okay if it's happy. You're like you're just okay, just knowing that that person is there and or aware that something's going on. And these nightmares, when my subconscious is free and it's not me actively, quote unquote, being stubborn, my mind says somebody will pop up. And so I stay and I drown and or uh, I fall out from exhaustion and I lay there and I sink to the bottom. 
and I wait. And then I realize this is a me time. This is a lift myself up. This is a build who I'm supposed to be processed. This is not a, a this is not the handout. This is the not this is not the I'm my brother's keeper part of my life. And so I find the strength to get up, to find water when I'm in the desert. I find the strength to uh to swim back to the top. I'm uh, I, I find that rhythm in myself. And when I wake up, it's not an ego trip of, I can't believe I don't have nobody. It's more of a, you did that. You're stronger. You get in there. Keep going. So when I say no matter the darkness, you got to get to the light. That's what I mean. I know it's hard. I know, you know, like for me, like I be struggling. There's so much stuff that be that that happens throughout the week. There's so many things that happen throughout the day that create so many emotional outbursts for that. And not outbursts because I'm able to hold it in, but it's so many things that happen throughout the day. Even in quarantine or even in working from home, even in not being out, you know, really in the real world where social media is really the only thing that you have access to to see, you know, what's kind of going on. The news, you know, you have that to see what's going on in the world. But it's so much stuff that goes on that triggers so many emotional uh, uh, discrepancies for me. That I have to get control of. That I have to be able to to handle by myself, because at the end of the day, when you rely on someone continuously, and you you give them one, you give them your burden, and you give them your strength as well, because you are putting your faith in them that no matter what, they're gonna be there for you, and it's gonna take you times to to understand that they're not. Right. Me and my brother, we we always talk about how. You know, how difficult it is for us to be apart from each other. Um, And I'm talking about my, my, my brothers that my mom and my dad. So I'm the baby, my two older brothers. And sometimes we go months and months and months without like. Well, this is the first time that me and my my brother Duck have haven't spoken months. Uh, me and my eldest brother, it, we go like it, it's been a while, right? That we've talked on a consistent basis. We may um, speak on holidays for a quick second or, or stuff like that. Like everybody kind of checked on each other when when COVID was when COVID first hit, um, and it made me realize that. We all fight in the same type of thing, right? Everybody is in a in a land by themselves without without us. And we lived our life together. The idea was for us never to to be apart. Was the idea was that we were gonna grow old, raise kids, be be next to each other, everything was gonna be perfect, but life started bringing these challenges. And being a baby, you 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 have to chase after. You have to chase after everything. And 
I've always chased after my brother Duck. I've all it it don't matter what it was. I've always chased after him. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm not saying it in like he forced me to be that way. That's just how life works when you're the younger sibling and your brother is cool. You just you you want to do and be what what they are. Um and so I've always depended on I've always depended on his responses to the things that I was doing. Always. Um, and then I started to, like, I started to get my own family and I had to start kind of figuring it out. I had to figure out like who I wanted to be, how I wanted to be, but how I was figuring it out was creating chaos because I was so, I just was, I was in that state of why are you telling me what to do instead of suggestions? Not my brother, just like people in general. And my brother always, he don't never demand. He always um, suggests or uh, tell me something from, from his perspective. But I, I, I always used to be the, uh, it came off defensive. Like I was defending who I was, but it came off in a defensive way like aggression. And so I've always wanted to learn how to just be able to speak my piece stand on what I need to stand on without it being that way. And I'm learning now in isolation. I'm le- like, I'm learning these things because now it's not, uh, I'm trying to be big and bad. It's just me generally like, yo, I'm, I'm good. Like respect my responses, respect, you know, my, my, the boundaries that I've set for me and my family, uh, respect my space, respect my time. And it's not a, it, I finally feel like it's not from ego. And so when I'm having these dreams and I'm having these nightmares, and I'm not able to sleep, but I'm seeing these things that are going on. And I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm needing help. Right. Because I've always said, everybody needs help. I don't care how old you are. Everybody needs help, but you don't need help with everything. And I've always said that. So in these dreams and nightmares, I'm seeing that I need help on both sides. But it's me that has to help me. I have to learn to depend on me first. I have to learn that I could build it with patience, with peace, with understanding. I could do that. I don't have to keep calling out. I don't have to keep living who I don't have to keep living like people think that I'm supposed to live. I don't have to be who people think and or say who who I'm supposed to be. And so this week, I don't know. I don't like for the life of me. I don't know what happened. I don't know what clicked for this week. Um, I'm in faith that I could build on this week to continue to kind of figure it out and hopefully make next week a super awesome week. But I don't know what it was, but reality hit me and I finally felt like I'm at a point now that I could kind of start healing for real. That I could start being, you know, a little bit more open with myself that I could, you know, get through a little bit better, um, even though, like I said, there's so much stuff that happens. It's so much stuff that goes on throughout the week that is just like how and why. Like, why Why is it this way? 
And I'm knowing or I'm, I'm, I'm learning that it's me. So when I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, like I told you guys before, like it'll be times that I'll be like, man, I need this. I want this. I need this. I feel like doing this and I'll get I'll get the money. I'll get whatever it is. Um, I'll get whatever it is and I'll give it away. I'll give it away because in my mind, that person needed it. And I'm sitting here now. I'm complaining because now I really I really need help. Or I really need something. And um, I gave it away. And so now that's why it's important for me to build who I am. It's important for me to uh, uh, give myself the the. The love, the care uh, to pay attention to the mental stuff, to pay attention to the dreams, you know, remember what I can to take note when I'm doing a podcast to to take the good with the good, the bad uh, with the bad and accept what happens. I'll say it a million times over. My goal for this podcast is to learn and to teach. I want y'all to hit me up. Poetic Properties on Twitter, Poetic Property Podcast on IG so we can have a conversation. I'm telling y'all, I am healing through this podcast. Through me being able to open up to through me being able to hear myself go through these 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 memories and these traumas that I have gone through to try to get better and and, and more importantly, help you. You're going to start having those type of thoughts like, man, like nobody's here. And you have to be strong enough to realize that that's your time in life to be there for yourself. Because once you learn how to be there for yourself, you become stronger now. So now when when you are asking for help, you can genuinely help yourself while being helped as opposed to being weak and 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 and. And meek to to the things that are coming against you. You can stand, you can ask somebody for help and you can stand back to back with them and fight through whatever it is you're asking for help with. And you not sit back and let them take control because what happens is now they become over you because you're depending on them to do something for you and not with you. And so it's imperative that you understand that. Like I had to understand. I had to understand this week that I'm not helping my kids through what they need help with because like, it is more like I'm allowing them to depend on me. It's, a, it's, it's like I'm allowing them to depend on me to help them through something, but I'm not requiring them to stand up with me and go through it. Um, my sons have been asking for a long while uh, why me and their mother got divorced. And I've been telling them half truth, you know, because in all honesty, uh I just wanted them to have a door open to have a relationship with their mom, right? So I never wanted to put uh, uh like put dirt on her name 
in any kind of way, regardless, because like I, I've said before, like, I don't care what she did to me, right? As a result to overall life, like it is what it is. That's between her and I. It is not my responsibility to uh, create extra friction between her and her children. I promised myself that no matter what happened in my life, I would never be that person. I would always, I would always make sure that if something like this happened, that they would have a way to figure out how they wanted to handle life. So last week, an incident happened and uh, twin said, yo, is this why y'all got divorced? And I'm like, what? what? What are you talking about? He's like, well, why'd y'all get divorced? And I'm looking at him and he looking at me and I'm looking at him like, uh, and he's like, nah, the truth. So I'm really like, wait, huh? I knew he would be the one to challenge what I had been saying all along. I just didn't know when I thought it was going to be like, like when he got old enough to have a beer and be like, oh, pops, man, tell me the truth. I didn't think it was going to be at 14. I was able to, boy, shut up my way out of it. But then I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday it was like, you're, and I finally told the truth. And it was very, very, very difficult. But in that conversation, um, I felt very relieved. But I, I, I felt very bad. Because they wanted the truth and that's fine. But I'm the protector. And even though me and their mom is not married, I'm that type of like, I'm going to make sure you go regardless. I don't care what you did to me. I don't care what you said to me. I don't care how it went down. I'm always going to, as a result to your kids, I'm always going to put you in a good light. It's up to you to, it's up to you to do your part to make these kids have whatever type of relationship with you so we're talking and I'm like this is what happened this is why it was the way that it was and I'm just being truthful and I, I'm looking at twin because he's like making that face like I already knew like and he's just so, they have a very rocky relationship. Very, very rocky from freaking since he was like two. But he's making his face like he knew. Junior's making his face very confused. I've always told you guys. 
he's been with me the longest. He's been a imp, like, I mean, super empath, super like, dad, are you okay? Like when I have my stroke, he's like, you okay? Like he's always been by my side on the, and, and he's always been like me on the emotional. So he's looking at me kind of confused, almost like, bro, how dare you be lying this whole time? But for me, it was, it, it was important because I'm a protector first. I don't care what she did to me. I don't care what she said. I don't care how she behaved. I don't care, like, the reason for the divorce. For me, I wanted to protect who she was to them. And I thought I was doing the right thing. And I wasn't. I clearly realized that as I'm revealing the truth to them, this whole time I had been putting it on myself. This whole time I had been acting like it was like, oh, no, it would, it just didn't work. And, you know, I just I had to do what I had to do, like kind of making it like it was me because I could deal with that. I've dealt with so much pain already. I could deal with them thinking I'm at fault. But in twins mind, if you at fault, why are we with you? Why have we been with you? And so I'm like, mm. And then Junior said, yo, how you feel when when when, when mom moved to, to North Carolina? And I was like, uh, and I, they just looking at me. And so I said, as a friend, I said, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I told your mom. As a friend. I understand what you are going through. I get it. Life is kicking your ass and it is what it is. As your friend, I get it. I said, but as a parent, I was furious. I was hurt. I said, because it's different. It's different when it's like you're divorced and co-parenting and something happened and I could take you up the street or it's different when you know something happened at at her house she could bring you down the street I said but across the country right there for me as a co-parent that 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 killed everything because that let me know that I was really really by myself that I really had to figure out what was necessary. I don't get no breaks. I don't get anything. And I told them, I said, and I'm tired. And in that moment, I realized I've been lost for so long because I've been running from everything, but never running to nothing. Like I've never been running to anything. I just run from everything. And now I started to realize the reason why I'm so comfortable with isolation. I'm so comfortable with isolation because with me always running, right? And I'm not talking about running like as a coward. I'm not talking about, um, I'm not talking about running as in like I'm scared of something. I'm talking about just 
continuing to run, not paying attention to where I'm going, whether it be I'm running from job to job. I told you guys that I've like, it's just relationship after relationship after relationship. Um, I'm talking to them and it, and it really, I just, it just hit me. Where are you going? Like, where are you going? In every situation, I run from everything, not but not to anything. And there's no destination, like, in my mind. It's just, I got to get away from that. I have to get away from that idea that you are going to know the truth of how your mom handled the marriage and you're going to feel the way. So I ran from that. The destination was not to make me feel better or to make me feel good. There was no destination. It was just running away from that and keeping the kids away from that idea that their mom had a flaw. Right. Even with work, it's like. I never switched jobs with the intention, like I never switched jobs like I'm going to that job because the destination is a higher position. I've only switched jobs and or went back to jobs to get more money. Never the never a full idea of moving up. Even when like I'm I'm renting houses or apartments like I've never moved with a true destination in mind. I'm just running from the last thing. They're rude at the job. Instead of standing up for myself, I'm like, I quit. They disrespectful in relationships. So instead of standing up for myself, I go to the next relationship. But I'm not in my mind saying, all right, my next relationship, which is my next destination, has to be this way or it has to be that way. I say all the time, the the the. The moment that I realized that I needed to start running to something and stop running from everything is the moment I started saying I need isolation. It's the moment that I realized I can take care of my kids by myself. It's the moment that I realized that I didn't need a relationship to fulfill who I was. And the idea of where where I was no longer mattered. Only thing that mattered now is where am I going? That's it. So that's what allows me to isolate because now I have a destination. Now I want to be loved. I want to be respected. I want to feel like I am a part of a relationship. I want to feel loved in the way that I need to be loved. I want to be friends. Like that's me. Like we we have to be friends. And if we can't get a friendship going, the relationship is never going to work. Well, my, well, my job, like. I genuinely don't want to work for corporate America. I get it. Every, we need to pay bills, yada, yada, whatever. That's really why I'm trying to push my brand, Peacefully Flawed, uh, trying to get this podcast to a place to where we are able to monetize, like just trying to do things to be able to give more from a perspective of help. To make sure and help people that are going through type the type of things that I'm going through to help them get through it better. Right. That's the goal. That's what I'm running to now. That's what I'm running to. 
I'm running to, 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 to home ownership. I'm running to, you know, property ownership. I'm running to the, like, that's where my mind is. I'm, I'm, I'm running to, uh, uh, a fortune 500, uh, uh, company. I'm running towards that. I'm no longer running from, oh, they said that it's a hustle. They said they're not paying $60 for a hoodie. They said that they're not listening to a mental health podcast. They said they're not reading a poetry book. They said that they're not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no longer running from that. I've already sold a thousand books. I don't know why I don't know why I'm running from they're not going to buy a book. I've sold a thousand books. Oh, nobody's going to like your shoes. I've sold 12 pair of shoes. Oh, they're they're not going to like your brand because everybody I've sold 50 hoodies. I've sold 20 like Everything that I'm running from and not I'm not paying attention. So uh, uh, I'm I'm running from all of this naysaying and I'm tripping over what's supposed to be because I'm not focused on where I'm going. And so I start where you like like fam, where are you going? And so with that. That's why I isolate because I can focus on where I'm going. I don't have to focus on arguing. I don't have to focus on your plan for me. I don't have to focus on what you said, what you did. I don't have to focus on bad relationships. I don't have to focus on none of that. I got to focus on where I'm going. Yeah, you got to remember where you where you coming from so you don't repeat it. But if I'm steady looking back. I don't even know what's ahead. I can't even get an idea of what's in front of me because I have no idea where I am going because I'm constantly worried about what's chasing me. I'm thinking about the the movies, right? And we always laugh, all right, you know, yeah, the black people die first in the movies, yada, yada, whatever. But when we finally get to these movies where there's a running scene and we're running from something, we as black people don't ever trip. I know that's bad, but it's just that's just how movies work. The reason why uh, uh, we, as in black people and our people of color, don't don't trip because we never look back. We out of there. If you look like statistics show in the movies, the white people always look back, trip over a branch, trip over their feet. They look up the killer monster, whatever's right there in their face about to kill them because they are worried about what is behind them. And I think about that. So every single time I'm worried about what is behind me and what I'm running from and what is chasing me, I fall and it catches me. I'm hindered because of the depression. I'm hindered because of the anxiety, but my legs still work and I can still run. My mind is not completely gone. I can still focus on what's ahead I don't have to continue to look back. And that's where I'm trying to get to in my life. And that's why for me, I start realizing why isolation was so important. That's what allowed me to take the defense, uh, uh, the defense, the aggression, uh, the, the emotional part out of just blocking people. And or just not speaking to anyone. Because it's allowing me to focus on what I'm supposed to focus on. It's allowing me to focus on putting myself in a position um, 
to be a better businessman, uh, to be a better father, to be a better human being. I'm trying my best to do everything that I can to be the perfect or, or the best version of myself that I can. I am flawed completely. I will never I will never deny that. But I accept the flaws that I have and I am trying to to better myself with the, the pieces of me that are good. And in order for me to do that, I have to I have to stop running. From everything. Like I'll never stop speaking about isolation. And the reason is because it's helping me so much when you get to that point of your life where you are at that phase of isolation. Do not waste your time. Be adamant about figuring out who you are. Be adamant about understanding the reasoning for you being alone. I know that that first few weeks, that first few months, sometimes that first year when you are uh, uh, isolating, you feel alone and you're like, no, I got to do this. I got to go party. I got to have this friend. I got to be on the phone. I got to text. I got to be a part of this chat and that chat and this. And I got to be in a relationship. If you can gain control of your isolation and you can focus on yourself, you will be so much more healthy mentally. The moment I was able to to maneuver through life without isolation or with excuse me, without aggression, without coming from a, a a defensive place. I started to see life differently. I started to see where I could pour into me. I started to see where I wanted to go. Like I told you guys before, I initially started the business running from the fact that my daughter died. I didn't have a destination for the business. I was running from the tears. I was running from the the pain. I was running from feeling alone. I was running from feeling like like if if God is real, how is my baby gone? Like I was running from all of that, but running to nothing. And I feel like that's why the depression intensified. That's why the anxiety intensified, because I'm just running from this emotion and not letting the fact that. Yeah, my, my baby passed away. I'm running like I'm going to get her back. I'm running like at the end of this road, my baby is waiting for me. And we all know that that's not the case. And I know that in my right mind, but in my emotions, I'm running for her. But I kept like I was being chased by the fact that she passed away. I was being chased by the fact that I felt like people didn't understand. I was being chased by the fact that I, like people didn't understand. Like I told you all last week, I was like I was miserable. Why is nobody checking on me? Why don't nobody understand? Why is nobody like really understanding that I am in pain? I'm going like I'm I'm running. But what am I running to? I'll never forget my child. I hope that the emotions, I hope that it gets easier to, to, to deal with. But I have five other children that need me to know my destination. 
My three God babies need me to know my destination. I can't keep tripping. I can't keep falling. I can't keep putting us in a position to where I'm running, I'm running and running from something. And I fall and I look up and the monster there, the killer is there because they need me. More importantly, I need me. So when I'm going through these things mentally and I'm I'm having the fog and I'm like, I tell y'all, like, we got to get to the light. And like, I mean that this is something that I live by because I have these moments to where I just sit there and I stare at the, uh, the ceiling and I'm like, where am I going? Like, why can't I move? Why am I so worried about, you know, that that pain? Why am I so uh, worried about what was said to me? Why am I so worried about how people are treating me? They're not going to be where I'm going. It only affects me because I keep looking back. I keep tripping over the same emotion. I keep tripping over the same problem. I keep tripping over the same thing. Not because I don't know any better, but because I'm constantly looking behind me. For the first time, and I don't know when, I'm, I'm, I finally have a destination to everything in my life. I finally have a destination to everything, my, how I want to be, like, like my parenting how I want to handle relationships, how I want to handle my business, how I want to go about work, how I want to go about my health. Like, for the first time, I have an idea. And it's going to take me a while because I have to get out of that habit of running from and getting into the habit of running to. And it's going to take some time. But now I get why I'm so strong on keeping myself isolated. I really thought that it's because I just didn't like people. I'm just being honest. I've been an introvert for for a long, long time. Like as far as... um, Really like social events and stuff like that. Like I've been like, and I never understood why, because like my youth, uh, my teenage years, even in high school, like I was a dancer, like wherever the party was at, like I'm trying to be there and I'm trying to get to it. Like it, it just, that's just how I was. But somewhere in life, I just I became an introvert, really not wanting to be around people. And I never understood that. Like when I moved out here, like I never understood my my want to just be in the house. And now I get it. Because this whole time I, I, I've been running from stuff. And it's isolate this isolation has allowed me to realize the importance of running to something. And I feel at ease. I don't feel like I owe anybody an explanation. I don't feel like I'm, uh, I have to worry about anybody's feelings. I know we've been talking about filling voids, I think, the past three weeks. Like, I don't feel a, like I have to, oh, my God, um, I should be calling this person or I should be hanging out with this person. I should be like, I don't have that void because I'm running to something. And if you're not, on, if, if you're not running with me. 
to that same thing, then it's no need for me to invite you. Like if we don't have the same goal at mind, then it's no reason. Like recently I stopped telling people my ideas, like just fully. Not because I don't feel like I, I need to bounce it around with people or bounce it around or again, like consumers and stuff. But I start realizing my vision and your vision, not the same. Even if I explain to you where I'm going with what I'm trying to do, you're going to see a different path than that. But I got to learn. Yeah, if I trust you, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm take heed to what you saying to an extent, but I'm still gonna do the best to to do my research from beginning to end, and not just oh because I believe who you are that you know I'm going to just do it. My mind is changing into to something that even I'm not even aware of of why. All I know is that for whatever reason, this week really, it really did something to me. Um, and I know I said last week, like, I, I hope next week is, is better than this week. I hope I'm able to get to a point, get closer to ground zero because I'm just tired. And I've been saying that for so long, like when 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 I'm having conversations with people, it's like it's never I'm mad, I'm pissed off, like I'm hurt. I always, always say I'm just tired. And I realize I'm so freaking tired because I'm always running from something. I'm always worried about what's chasing me, which it alters my form of running. Right. At heart, I'm a runner. If you know me, you know, track and field was my thing. 800 meters, 400 meters. That was my thing. When you run those races, there is a proper way to run it. You got to know when to sprint. You got to know when to glide. You got to know when to dig. You got like you have to know those things. That is the same way how life works. If my form messes up, if I trip, if I stumble. And my form messes up, it takes me out of rhythm. That affects my time. That affects when I'm going to finish the race. That affects how my body is going to feel after the race. The whole time, I'm just tired because I'm not running with form. I'm worried about my broken relationship with my ex. I'm worried about being divorced. I'm worried about whatever, you know, my daughter's mom is saying about me and who she's saying it to and, you know, not allowing me to see my baby. Like I'm worried about what people are saying to me or about me at work because, you know, I'm, I'm giving my best. But then you, you, you see people who try to, to backbite and, and just say, like, I'm worried about all those things and it's messing up my form because I'm looking over my shoulder and I like I'm stumbling. I don't have my equilibrium together because, you know, I'm supposed to step this way at at this particular angle and I'm not stepping right because I keep looking behind me 
And I'm running from all these things. I'm running away from all these things. Not because I feel that I'm perfect, but because I'm just trying to be a better person. And if there is no constructive criticism, there's no reason for us to communicate. And instead of me standing up for myself because I have this trauma of of every time I stand up for myself, you know, I'm wrong. I'm being defensive. I take it too far. So I don't I don't stand up for myself. So I don't say anything because I have that thought in my mind. Have that thought in my mind like, man. I remember oh, your your attitude, just like your dad. You look just like your dad. I ran from that. I ran from that, and I realizing that it's not healthy for me not to defend myself. It's not healthy for me to be able to feel what I feel and respond how I respond. And I ran from it, and it created so much chaos in in my house, in my life, because I just allowed people to say and do whatever they wanted, because in my mind, if I respond, I'm going to lose everything. If I say my feelings, I'm going to lose everything. But in isolation, I found out where I'm going, right? So I tell my kids in this conversation, I see their face as I'm uh, as as we're discussing the real reason why uh, the divorce took place, and and I'm like, feel what you gonna feel, feel it, because what we're not gonna do is is repeat that cycle of you not being able to feel what you want to feel in any situation. And you can tell me how you feel or, or, or you don't have to, but you can feel what you want to feel. And I told them that because I don't want them running. I want them to be able to say right now, I feel like this is messed up. I feel like you should have said the truth to us from jump. Why are you protecting anything? If you feel that. I got to be able to accept that. I got to be able to look there. All right, cool. This is this is how how they feel about the situation. I'm breaking all of that. I'm teaching them to love and I'm teaching them to be kind, but I'm also teaching them isolation. I'm also teaching them to feel to uh, or not teaching them, but when they have feelings and they never mind. I don't no never no 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 no. Feel that. Don't swing on me because I'm going to have my feelings and I'm going to swing back. But feel whatever that is. And if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. But you're not about to run from it. You, you're not. You, I will not allow you to run and, 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 and be chased by all these things that you are so-called, you know, like, like twin. Twin, child. He is a handful. But that boy is a genius. And I talked to him about so much stuff. And I talked to Junior about so much stuff so they can understand. I When I used to whoop y'all, I was wrong. I did that because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. 
I'm not blaming nobody. I'm not blaming my parents for whooping me. I'm not blaming their parents for whooping them. And pa- I'm not. I did that. And when you grow up and you and, and, and you start going through your, your mind matures enough, that's going to affect you. But I want to tell you right now. So you don't even grow up when you telling the story how I used to whoop you. And you say you don't understand and you, you, you know, your feelings is hurting all that. I want you to know that I did that and I apologize. It was wrong, but I did it. I shouldn't have handled life like that, but I was running from I was running from everything. And me whooping you don't that doesn't uh, uh, it, it, it doesn't give me an excuse to do to, to whoop you. It doesn't. When you slapped me that day and I slapped you back, that was 50-50. But me just whooping you because you're doing random stuff, that shouldn't have been. And when you grow up, you're going to feel a way. And, I, and even then, I don't care how I told him. I don't care how cool we are now. I don't care if you don't remember those moments now. I'm telling you, you will remember those moments. And it's okay for you to call me and say, Dad, that was fucked up. I don't care how cool we are. When you feel that feeling... Feel it. I want you to always know where you are going. You're going to have your days when you have to run and we all going to have our days where we have to run away from what's chasing us. But we have to get to a point to where we understand what we are running to. We have to. I ran from job after job after job. Same exact field. I hate this shit. I hate it. There's no growth in, 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 in what I do. There's no growth. People be there 30, 40, 50 damn years. Nobody retires. Like, it's just, it's so chaotic. So it's like you get in these positions, like, and, and in your mind, you're like, I'll never be here for 35 years doing this. But then you realize you running from something and not to anything. And now you're at 35 years. I just knew that once I finished paying uh, my schooling off, once I finished paying them off, for what they taught me to do, I was going to be like in management, like, I mean, like almost executive type type shit. I've been doing this for 13, 14, 15 years already after I said I wasn't doing it for this long. Time goes by so fast when you run it from something and not to anything. The things that I'm doing right now in my business have been around for 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 years. I allow my relationship or my my I allow my my marriage to discourage me from continuing on with my dream. And I stopped. Because I was running from the idea of being divorced because I was giving my attention to to my poetry. I was giving my attention to my open mics. I was giving all my attention to that. And it was creating conflict in my house. So I stopped. Instead of defending myself and like, yo, why don't you come with me? Like, why don't you like I'm confused. This is something that I'm really into. Um, I'm getting some buzz. But my mind said I got to run from I got to run from that idea of being divorced. And I kept doing that. I kept every time something would happen, I would run from that because I was running from being divorced. I was running from being a single parent, but I never had destination. So I ran to my next relationship. The same thing happened. A kid conflict. I ran to the next relationship. 
no destination. Like, yo, this is like, I want to be with you. I want to stay with you. I want to travel the world. Like, nothing. Just, I'm up out of here. I need somebody to comfort me. Uh, I need somebody that's going to love me like I love them. But no true destination to that. It's through isolation that I'm learning where I'm going. Where I'm learning the importance of knowing where I'm going. I think about when uh, before the GPS was created, right? We had to use uh, the Thomas Guide. Um, and then after the Thomas Guide, we we literally, like Google Maps, you had to literally uh, print the pages and like literally look at the the street signs, right? And I look at that and I remember those days of even having a map in your hand, still having to stop and, and ask like, hey, you know, this is what I'm looking for. The map says this, but I kind of feel like I'm, I'm that. You're moving and not fully knowing where you're going. And you are depending on maps that were made years prior. So a lot of times you're looking at an outdated map. So where you could have made a left, like I, I always laugh, like when Bugs Bunny, like I'll never, like just one thing that I always, he always used to say, I should have made a left at Albuquerque. You never know when that, when you couldn't make that left because the map was made before. And so you're always running without, you're not sure of your destination. You're running off of old maps. You're running off of old directions. You don't really realize where you're going. And I think about it now that like now you have a GPS in your phone, you have a GPS in your car that like I heard someone say this on one of like, it was a TikTok. And I don't know if it was a sermon or I don't know if guy, the guy was just on some uh, shooting shit with his boys or whatever. But he brought something to my attention. And he said, now that you have a GPS in your phone, it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter where you started. The GPS never. Like once you pass a certain point, the GPS never tells you to go back. It just gives you an alternate route to keep going. I know that's probably something that people think about in general, but I want you to think about that as a result to your life. Without you knowing where you're going, you're using that Thomas guide and using that Google map. And those directions might be right. They might. But there might be a building right there where you were used to be a street and it might be a, a, a compound where it used to be a freeway. But if you know your destination. You never have to worry about that. Because you already have an idea what you are running to. You're not you're no longer afraid about you, you. You're not afraid, afraid of being lost. You're not afraid. You're just going to go. I've been lost before I found my way back. 
I remember I first moved out here. I was lost. My heart was beating super crazy because it was a foreign land. And then I had to calm down like, fam, you got a whole ass phone in your hand. You can figure it out. And I found my way. I've been so lost in life, just running from everything. But that moment that I stand still and, and, and just simply say, where are you going? I find my way. It may not be right there. It might not be like immediate, but I always find my way when I'm able to stop and I'm able to focus and I'm able to start thinking for myself and I'm able to love on myself and believe in myself and encourage myself first. I'm always able to find my way. I don't care about what was. I don't. I know emotionally I'm hurt about some things. I know mentally I go through through a lot and uh that that happened in my past and stuff, but I genuinely try not to care about any of that and I try to focus on where I'm at now and where I'm trying to get to. Like what do I need to do to get to where I, to where I'm going cuz I'm tired of tripping. I'm tired of falling over the same things over and over again because I'm so worried about what's chasing me. I'm so worried about getting caught by the pain. I'm so worried about getting getting caught by the lost finances. I'm so worried about getting uh, caught by the lost vehicles, the lost homes. Like I'm so worried about all of that. And, and the reality of it is everything happened for a reason. Everything happened for a reason. I lost the cars that I lost for whatever reason. I lost the homes that I lost for whatever reason. I lost the relationships that I like. It was all for a reason. And like I constantly say, I was there. I know what happened. I'm not fully down my list of accountability of the situations that I've been through. But one thing for sure is that now I know where I'm going and I'm not running anymore. So I'm able to continue to go down those lists. I'm able to say, you know what? I miss my daughter. Um, I know she'll never return. You know, I'm hurt. It, it, Like, I miss her, especially, you know, in times like this when it's birthday season for me. And it's just like, man, it would be so much better if, you know, I had all of my kids here to celebrate each other's birthdays. But I get it. It wasn't in the cards for me. And it's going to hurt me for however long. But I'm not running from it no more. I'm not running from not making a sale this month or this week. I'm not running from only having one listener to the podcast this week. I'm not running from uh, uh, not selling a book this week because if I did it once, I could do it again. If I did it before, I could do it again. And it's important that We all understand that concept of life. We all understand that things are going to chase us for the rest of our lives. We got to make sure we laced up and we're focused on where we're going. Because otherwise we're going to continue to, to, to run in circles and we're going to continue to, to, to fall over and trip over the same things. We're going to run back and forth to the same relationships. 
We're going to run back and forth to the same toxic friendships. We're going to run back to these jobs that don't care. We're going to stop trying to better ourselves. We're going to just settle. And we have to get out of that mind frame. We have to believe in ourselves enough to to know that what we put our mind and what we put our actions to and what we put our love into will progress. Whatever you water is going to grow. If you give it the proper sunlight, if you give it the proper care, it's going to grow. But we have to stop running. We have to stop running from things that no longer have value in our life. All right. Yeah, I have bad relationships. Okay, now what? I never put my hands on nobody. I never did nothing, you know, to disrespect. Like from my perspective, like I, I have bad friendships. Okay, cool. I'm no longer friends with them people anymore. All right, now what? I don't have nothing bad to say about nobody. What it like? Like I say, I was there when the breakup happened. I was there when the friendship ended. I was there when the job ended. They was there too. If they feel that it's necessary for them to tell a story on why we no longer communicate and are friends and are together, that's for them. But for me, I was there. And me telling someone what happened, it doesn't change what happened. I don't need to make I don't need to to have people uh to be on my side against anybody that I have ever loved as a friend or in a relation. I don't need that. Because like I said, I'm easy. I'll go back and forth in a relationship with anybody. I don't care. As long as you never try to kill me, you know, or my kids, then just a conversation. Is my feelings hurt? Is it going to take a little bit of trust, a little extra trust? Yeah, but I'm not running like for what? I'm not scared of anything. I'm telling you, when I lay there on that bed with, with COVID and I thought my life was over, I like that was the moment for me that I was like, all right, I got like, to stop running. Like, I got to figure out a way. Like, in that moment when I, when I realized, like, and I really thought that I was dying, like, I didn't have no, like, like, you know how in movies, it, it, like, they have this last thought of, I always wanted to tell you this, or, um, like, you want to make amends with, with, with things and, and stuff. And when I didn't feel that, when I thought I was dying from COVID, I was like, whoa. Like, that bothered me more than anything. Because I, I, like, in my mind from watching TV and watching movies and stuff, it's like, you always think about, like, I wonder what, like, it, like if I'm on my quote-unquote deathbed, I wonder, like, what's going to come to mind? And when nothing did, like, that's been bothering me since last June. Like, since last June, I've really been bugging out, like, why didn't, like, why didn't anything pop in my mind? Why literally, like, when I thought it was over, the only thing that I could think about Yo, here's the life insurance stuff. Make sure Imani get her money too. That's literally, like when I thought it was over, that's literally what I said. Here's the life insurance stuff. Make sure Imani get her money too. I thought it was over. 
and that's been bothering me. And that's like, that's part of the reason why I've been like really on this isolation tip because nothing came to me when I thought it was over. And that let me know. I didn't know where I was going. I've been running this whole time, but I had no idea where I was. I, I, I had no idea where I was running to. I'm very purpose driven in my life, but I've been purpose driven for other people. Like I like 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 I said before, when I first started this business, I'm like, yeah, this is for the kids. Yeah, this is for the kids. I want to make I want to put this business in a position to um, make enough money to live off for the kids and leave them something creatively. But this is my piece. This is my therapy as well. This is where I have fun and this is where I get to express uh, 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 my emotions. This is where I get to to put uh, put a legacy together. Not, you know, not necessarily like, like this is where I build my name. Like everything I do has a purpose now. Everything, whether it's small, whether it's big for me, I'm not I like I'm tired of like. When I ask myself, where am I going? I know now. And I'm not saying I'm not going to stumble. I'm not saying that I'm not going to fall. I'm not saying one of these emotions is not going to catch me. I'm not saying that because just the the type of person that I am and the type of life that I that I've lived, I always have that mentality to uh look over my shoulder. But I'm trying to get to a point of peace to where it doesn't matter. I'm trying to get to a place to where I just understand that this is my focus. Yeah, you know, you 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 were taught Keep your head on a swivel because you never know how people are going to react to stuff. You never know what people are going to do, what people are going through in life, um, what harm they're trying to create. Now, and, and I'm always going to do that. Always. But I'm no longer running. I'm no longer running from those things in my life that create this this high level of chaos. I'm no like I'm not running. Like I'm going to stand in 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 and let it process through, and I'm gonna speak where I have to speak, and then I'm I'm just I'm not where I don't have to. I say all the time, I'm not an arguer no more. You got it. I'm not wasting my time. I will argue about my kids' health, their safety, their freedom. Other than that, I'm not arguing with you. Like not for real. Well, I could debate, you know, I could debate football, I could debate comic books, I could debate movies, uh, TV shows, like stuff like for fun, but I'm not arguing with you. You got it. That it does me no benefit to to argue with anybody. When I was running from chaos, I was chaos. When I was running from bad relationships, that's all like I'm I'm arguing. I'm, 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 I'm all right. Well, whatever. But I'm giving chaos for chaos. There's no logic because I have no destination. The idea is to get you to shut the hell up. So if we got to go back and forth, back and forth, then have sex for you to shut up, then that's what I'm going to do. Nah, not anymore. Yo, you, you better shut up. Like you, I, I don't know who, like, I'm not arguing with you. Going back and forth with the kids, letting them say like, yada, yada. No, I'm not. I, listen, feel what you feel, but get out of my face, yo. 
Like go 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 feel like if you're not going going explain to me how you feel without it being some form of uh, aggression where you testing me as a young man, get out of my face because I'm not going to argue with you. Even with work, they be like, "Oh, well, you did this." I'd be like, "Show me." If you don't show me, I'm always going to be like, "Yo, no, that because I thought this." The moment. Like my boss, I know it gets on his nerves because he'll hit me and be like, yo, why you did this? I'll be like, this is why I did it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes if he don't show me that why I was wrong or somebody email me something crazy and I'm like, like without asking me my logic of why I did that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, hey, I did it because of this. But if you tell me, because this ain't my money, this ain't my company, this ain't, you know, this is y'all thing. But if you say this is the policy, this is what you did, and what you did don't match the policy, all right, cool. My bad. You got it. Not arguing. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not arguing with no body I figured out where I'm going now I don't need to be defensive I don't need to have my guard up like that I don't need to be ready for war all the time yeah I always need to be prepared for things to happen but I don't need to be so high strong I don't need to be so bothered by things isolation has taught me that I have to just be who I am and I have to be comfortable with that and I have to allow people to feel how they feel about my growth in life about who I am you have I'm not mad because you're upset that you can't control me I'm not bothered because you're bothered because you can't make me feel how you want me to feel. I was always looking to be loved by somebody else. And so that's why I was always running and tripping over the same thing and allowing the same things and doing the same. Like I was giving all of me at all times. And everything was always good when I was giving financial, when I was giving good sex, when I was giving quality time with shit that I didn't even care about. Everything was all good. The moment that it was not, the moment that I was like, nah, I'm, you, I'm not letting you run this. The moment that I was like, nah, I can't keep doing this because you like... I have to do something for me. The moment that I stood up for me is the moment the relationship be over. And that's my fault because I keep running to those same type of people. They there for what you give them, not for what we can build together. Sitting my ass still and not running no more and allowing those feelings to catch me, allow me to realize that. Yeah. Things were done to me, said to me, yeah, I was disrespected. But until I allowed that that hurt to catch me about my relationships, I wasn't able to see. You keep running to that. You keep running to those type of people. Until I was until I was able to allow that pain of, of losing friendships catch up to me. I, like, yeah, you did that. Yeah, you you said what you say, but for me, why did I think that I was okay? 
Why do I keep on getting these friendships that end like this? Because I'm running, I, I'm, I think I'm running from it. And then when I'm comfortable and I trip and it catches me, I'm like, I can't believe I'm here again. No, because you don't have a destination. You're not saying to yourself, I need to peep how these people are. I need to see what's going on before I before I allow myself to fall in love. I need to be what I'm supposed to be. That's why I constantly say in my relationships, I'm giving you all of me so you can see it up front because that's going to let you see what I'm willing to be and give to you as a person. And I'm going to see what you are willing to give back to me. Uh, and I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about love, care, friendship. I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention now. I have a destination with that now. With my friends, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see if you share things with me like I share with you. That's important to me. If I can share with you something that's extremely personal and you still holding back for me, like, all right, cool. I'm not mad at you because you don't want to share with me. I have to understand we not that level of friends and I have to decide if I still want to be around you instead of me feeling like, all right, cool. I'm just going to keep sharing with you or whatever, even if it's vice versa. If I'm, if you share with me and you going through stuff and you relying on me to to help you as a friend and I'm just like, yeah, today I had a bad day. And you're like, what happened? Uh, no, nah, it was just bad. But you telling me the dog died, the bird flew away, the cat keeps throwing cat litter everywhere, the snake then got out the 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 tank. I can't find the 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 gerbil, and you know they about to fire me at work. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy, huh? So I'm no longer running from that. I felt that pain. Two people that I thought I would never lose. As friends, my kids' godparents, I haven't talked to them in years, and I'm okay with that. I'm not mad no more. I'm not hurt no more. Like, the truth the truth came out, and the friendship was still never reconciled, and I'm okay with that. But now I'm no longer going into friendships blind. I'm no longer going into the situation just sharing all of me and, and, and without paying attention. To, let me see. Let me see how you move. Because my friendship scale is like this. If I trust you enough to share something with you and you don't, you are unable to share with me, I I don't get mad because you have your own trust issues and you have things that you're going through. But I'm going to, I'm going to pull back and understand, all right, we not that level of friends. You're not the one that I could rely on to just have a conversation with, to, 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 to feed me back. Like you don't, like, like you don't feel like I'm capable of reciprocating it when you going through stuff. So I won't share with you. Same thing with, with, with relationships. I've been running from these. I've been running from these type of emotions and feelings since my divorce, but I've been running without, without vision. And I ran into a woman who had the same attributes as my ex-wife. And then I ran into another woman who I love dearly. But had the same attributes in the end as my ex as a result to not being accountable for the things that they've said and are done to push me away and blaming me for everything when it was a two way street of of disrespect. And it was a two way street of things that were said. I'm a reactor like that's just what it is. And I love so hard. But one thing about me is that beyond anything, I'm a protect. So whatever anybody said about me, I never defended. 
whatever anything that, that that somebody has done to me that I that I feel that I love this person, friendship and or relationship, I never defend it. I never put dirt on anybody's name because I genuinely love them. My ego is dead. I don't care about none of that. Do I care to rekindle and or uh, converse with them again? Probably not. But do I wish the best for them? Yeah. But that's because in my isolation, I have learned that I can't keep running from everything because I'm getting nowhere. So as I'm running now and I'm paying attention to what I'm doing, I am in this level of darkness that I'm trying to escape. I'm looking for this little piece of light. And when I see that light, I am definitely going to get to it. And I suggest you guys try to do that too. Peace.